And welcome back to another episode of Board Game Snobs. This is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Jerry's not here. It's just me. So I can relax, be without stress, have no one demeaning me. Uh, with me today, though, well, it's not just me. With me today is a, an old podcast friend. Can you call it? I was thinking about that. It's like, can you call yourselves friends when it's like, I've known, I've known of you for 10 years through podcasting. I've messaged you maybe, oh, 15 times over 10 years. <laughs> but you emailed us too. James Kincaid of uh, The Best Damn Nerd Show. Welcome, James. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for having me. Uh, and yes, I, I would say absolutely uh, we can be considered friends. And in, in a lot of ways, uh, some of my, my most treasured friends have, have come via <laughs> The Best Damn Nerd Show. You know, and I, I think, um, you know, getting the Wayback Machine all the way to early 2009 when we started doing it, uh, I had no idea that it would lead to meeting so many cool people like yourself and keeping in contact with them. And, uh, it's, it's one of the best parts about doing the best damn nerd show it is forming those, those bonds with, with people that I've never met in person, but yeah. we're into the same stuff and just communicating. And, uh, you know, you emailing the podcast over the years, your messages, the encouragement is always been very appreciated and it's uh, one of the things that struck me about when we, we we rebooted the Best Damn Nerd Show for the Tenno Media Network. Just the the messages of support and excitement that we were coming back in a big way was pretty cool. So uh, thank you for having me, by the way. I'm, I'm excited for yeah, this. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, uh, we just recorded our episode 150, and it was a, a doozy for us. Ours is usually like 30 minutes to an hour on a good day. Yeah. Uh, but the one we did is going to be... It's going to be a little over three hours, and woo, I usually do the editing, although I sent most of it to Jerry, and actually, he did most of the editing, but I have to go through and double-check his editing skills, because uh, he's a little, <laughs> he flies a little loose with the editing. I like to keep it a little more tight than he does, but yeah. I uh, know that struggle very much so. Yeah, your show, it's not board game specific, so, so this is a little bit different. Y'all did discuss, I guess it was... So I'm also, I'm not caught up on all your episodes just yet. I quit Sorry, truck driving. I. <laughs> I quit truck <laughs> driving back in uh, July of last year. And I quit it for like six months. And so I'm like six months behind on all the podcasts. Now I'm back driving again. So I'm catching there back up slowly but surely. Well, you got you got a lot of a lot of BDNS content you can catch up on. But yeah, we uh, we we definitely dance into the board game realm, and and I think that uh, I mean this is such a a great show that you're doing about board games because some of the things I enjoy the most, you know, and uh, over my career with the Best Damn Nerd Show, I actually look forward to Comic Con, going to Comic Con the most now because I know that. Uh, the Imperial Commissar of the Best Damn Nerd Show, Jeff Budd, will have some cool board games for us to play. Oh, like, yeah. and, and I think like board games have really come back in vogue the last several years. You know, it's, a, it's just a a great source of wholesome uh, entertainment, and and there, I mean, it's a wide range of how deep you want to go with it. So, uh, you know, we've we've talked uh, Hero Quest, we've talked Shadows of Brimstone, we've talked a few other games over the years, but. Uh, Definitely a huge influence uh, on all of us at the Nerd Show, though. Yeah. You say we talk board games. We, we, we touch on board games. We mostly just rattle, rattle our mouths and talk about nonsense. <laughs> I, had, I had come up with a, a, a new slogan for our show. I was real excited about it. Board game snobs. Entry-level knowledge 
expert level nonsense. I was like, yeah, I need to put that on something. I need to put that on you something. You absolutely should. I, I feel like that uh, <laughs> that could be a personal mantra for myself, <laughs> depending on the week at the Best Damn Nerd Show, too. It's like, you know, we I'll talk a bigger game than maybe I actually know what's going on. A very much so uh, Renaissance man, uh, you know, master of none kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. I can fake it pretty good. Y'all style of game that you, I think that y'all lean more towards, we're not, we're not that we have a style, but we all are more of the Euro style worker placement, uh, all that type stuff. We did just play Project Elite. Have you heard of that one? I have not it's, heard of that one. What is that? It just was a Kickstarter came in not too long ago. It's a real time alien fighting, basically. Okay. You have a timer and you're rolling dice. And as you roll the dice, depending on what the dice tell you to do, you're either the dice will either tell you to move an alien closer towards their objective or you can move and you have these objectives and you can shoot them and you have two minutes and you're just rolling, rolling, rolling. And it, is, it was just crazy. It was crazy. Fun. That sounds stressful, but fun. It is. It is both of those things. Yes. All at once. <laughs> we played it at Board Game Geek 2016 in Dallas. Did you? Had, no, you all came to the Comic-Con years ago in Dallas one time, right? Uh, I, not us. Not us, but we had uh, actually a, sort of the person that that runs our Facebook, uh, Joel Bailey, is in oh, Dallas, okay. and he and he went. Okay, yeah, maybe I had just talked about it, but yeah, it was uh, the board game geek convention uh, is in Dallas, and we go to that every chance we get because yeah, it's just like four days of nonstop gaming. It's pretty. You got to have some That's pretty awesome. good endurance, it's like marathon gaming. Yeah, it's crazy. My wife thinks it's uh, she's like. You, I, I can't do anything hardly for twelve hours, but I can board game. I can board game. <laughs> <laughs> so a quick, a quick aside. I mean, going going back to uh, you know Jeff Bud, uh, you know the Imperial Commissar of, of the show and everything like that. I'll go visit him in San Diego or or wherever he might be living in Southern California at a given time, and uh, you know he's he's my best friend, and I'll come back and you know my girlfriend at the time or my friends were like what'd you guys do I'm like well we played board games <laughs> well did you like go out drinking or anything like that no we just we just stayed in uh and played game and we just play games the whole time like that's oh, i no. mean it's such he, he is so good about it too is that i'll show up and he'll have it he'll have it laid out you know oh, uh nice. just you know sort of the lineup for the weekend and <laughs> it's just oh it's so exciting and it goes so fast you know like time flies oh, when yeah. you're playing a really good board game that's like the only time i don't feel constant hunger is when i'm playing board games i'll, I'll play for hours and hours i'm like oh yeah i need to eat something seriously yeah if, absolutely if i could just play board games for a living i might lose some weight that would be great <laughs> jeff is the first one i ever heard talk about uh, arkham asylum and i was like i don't have no idea what he's talking about i thought it had something to do with batman for the longest time and well, I let, me, was, let me just it, arkham asylum does arkham horror, arkham horror uh, yes. is is the is the <laughs> yes, hp lovecraft one yes that's it yes he was always talking about arkham horror and I was like, "Is that a Batman game? What is he talking about?" Yeah. And then now I know. Now I'm know a little more, a little more knowledge, entry level. Yes. Now, can you actually? I don't want to derail the show, but actually, can you explain to me the difference between you know when you say you play a European style board game versus a, a Western style board game or an American style? I guess now they kind of are combining a lot of the elements, so it's a little bit like a hybrid type stuff now, but. Generally, when they say Euro-style game, they're referring to the fact that 
there's not any luck in it. Like it's very deterministic. You have your cards or whatever it is. Uh, you have a board, you have spots, you know, you're going to go to, and you can build your strategy based on that. Of course you can do that with, uh, the, they call them Ameritrash. People don't like that. So they call it Ameritrash. <laughs> Uh, but mostly uh, there's no elimination, no player elimination, more of a dry, more, some, usually with more themeless, whereas the okay. American style or Western style, as you say, is more, more thematic action. You can eliminate players shooting or, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But now they've kind of merged. Uh, have you played Scythe? I have not, but I have heard of Scythe. That's kind of the one people look refer to when they talk about a hybrid because it does have like you can fight other people, but at the same time it's worker placement. You're building and trying to grow crops and this and that. And there's still no dice in that one, but that's roughly the difference between the two. Is European more dry, kind of deterministic, whereas American or Ameritrash is more luck based usually. Okay, I got you. That, that well, thank you for that because I, I was I was sort of uh, in in the dark about what what those differences really were. I'm not the guy to ask for definitions, Jerry. He's all about the definitions of things, so he would be able to tell you more about it. But I'm not the I'm not the word guy. I just I just like to play the games and I, I go based on emotion on everything. So yeah, that's what that's the style I like. So I feel like you'd be more suited for the Ameritrash if if you lead with your emotions. Uh, I, you know, I well Project Elite like that one. I really like that game. Uh, we have played uh, Blood Rage. Have you played that one? I have it's not. The, it's the, <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel like you're you're going to be hearing that a lot. Let me see, let me see. <laughs> so okay, well, real quick then, if you were to have name off a few of your favorites, you said Heroes. Uh, Hero Quest is probably my all-time favorite board game uh that i've ever played and that again is courtesy of the imperial commissar jeff budd and san diego comic-con and i did back that in the hasbro pulse whatever crowdfunding thing that they uh, did okay. for the reboot of the of, of that uh shadows of brimstones another one um uh, boy uh D talisman is, is a great board game that i that i really enjoy um I'm trying to th trying to think of what other ones. I mean, I, li I like I like Catan quite quite a bit. That's that's a that's a fun board game. Um, classic. I classic. think. Uh, I, I guess if if you want if you can I don't know if you can Arkham Horror Mansions of Madness oh, uh, yeah. two of my favorites as as well. And I don't know if you consider this a board game or not or like the the game that sort of builds itself. But like Pathfinder the the card game yeah. uh, is is definitely one I like as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, your your style just uh, veers from uh, our styles are different. That's all. That's all. Yes, but, uh, but they're <laughs> all games. Yeah, <laughs> but they're all good. It's all good. I just I've we've never leaned. I did have a few of those. I think they call some of those like dungeon crawl style as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The definition to that, I'm not quite sure, but uh, we did have a couple of those. And I don't, it was an old one called Omega Protocol. I don't know. It just didn't grab us. Just something about the style just didn't grab us. But that's neither here nor there. You're allowed to like whatever you like. And that's what's great about board games is there's hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Fury of Dracula is, is another one that is just super fun. Now, I do like that. I like that style, that hidden movement. Yes. I, I haven't played that one, but I have played the Letters from Whitechapel, which is okay. very similar style. You're just Jack the Ripper instead of 
Dracula, but I love that game. Uh, have you played Last Friday, which is a similar style one too? It's 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 essentially it's just a wink wink rip off of Friday uh, okay. the Thirteenth. No, I heard y'all talking about that one though on your. Yeah, it's very fun. And uh, what is the one? It's like Betrayal at House on the Hill. That's that's also a really cool game too. Okay, so. Did you grow up with, I mean, did you just meet all those guys at college? Your Best Damn Nerd Show crew? The original Best Damn Nerd Show lineup was all met through San Francisco State University. And then as we, as we went along, I incorporated a couple friends of mine that I did grow up with in like elementary school and stuff like that. And one of the things that I love like is how, Mark, right? uh, how, how much they all jive together, you know, and connected yeah. together that, you know, Mark, who I grew up with in elementary school is now incredibly close with everyone else on the show as well and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we, we, some of us grew up together and some of us met in college. Oh. So was there like a, a, like a, a worried vibe there? Like, I hope Mark fits in and he likes everybody. Yes. And everybody fit- <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they like there him. Was, you know, cause you know, it's just, you, you never really, know and we had this sort of thing already going and you know i i wanted to incorporate mark into the mix because he he loves the same things that that we do and i think he's hilarious uh and just has this such a unique great personality and sure enough it it, it worked completely i mean he was uh he was a favorite of everybody right away so i was i was very very happy with that yeah yeah he's uh his he's a dc guy that's for sure he absolutely is <laughs> to 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 by default or to a fault, I guess I should say. Uh, I had asked James for his Bubba Top Five, which was a recent occurrence, but it seems to have really taken off. Uh, our friend Bubba, we simply asked him for his top five games. What are your top five games? He proceeds to bring us this list of things, and he Bubba's mind, I think it works in such a different way like it just he didn't grasp the concept and it's kind of like you know those people that are so smart but yet they get the simplest things confused you yes. ever met anybody like like genius level like bubba's genius level but sometimes just the simplest things just baffle him yeah <laughs> asking for his top five list apparently baffled him and he proceeded to name off uh, almost the exact style of list I gave you. But people liked it because it's like, well, it peppered, peppered in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And uh, we're like, sure, sure, we'll just roll with that. So I asked James if he could give us his Bubba Top 5. So starting with number five, the last board game you played would be what, sir? Now this is, uh, it was, I believe... It was the last time uh, I went down to Southern California to visit Jeff. I believe it was called to adventure. And uh, okay. that, so that, that is uh, a, a very uh, fun, very simple uh, game that sort of builds itself where you are dealt. Uh, you get to choose between a, a, the options that you're dealt and sort of build out this hero or sort of more nefarious uh, anti-hero type character and you, and you the adventure sort of builds as you go along the way go, plays very quick super fun though and it is very much so that american style with theming and things that you can lean into and and, and everything like that it was very fun 
it, that's kind of like a I know you're I know it's like a copyrighted thing, but choose your own adventure type deal or not? Yeah, it is okay. It, it, it is similar, like because you'll get scenarios that sort of play out in front of you. Like the board essentially is these event cards that like you could go like try and join the thieves guild, or you could try and arrest the thieves guild, depending <laughs> on what you want to to do and, and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And you're which like, way did you lean, game, sir? I imagine you went to the light side, didn't you? I did, yes. Well, you know what? It's funny, actually. My character sort of became very much so like Batman because they give you sort of a, a motivating factor. And the motivating factor that I got at the beginning was like revenge for for some type of thing that happened. So I actually trained with like the League of Assassins uh, in the game to like up my fighting ability. But pretty much everything. Once I was beefed up, I did all the, the good things, essentially. Okay. But I, I had to, you know, I had to dip a toe in a little bit. To so, to <laughs> so when so speaking of which, so if you play a game like Mass Effect or any of those style, do you always go the Paragon side? That's a, that's a tremendous question. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, uh, I often tie the, the, there's a famous story of the best damn nerd show that keeps getting retold when I was playing like Knights of the old Republic, uh, I believe it was part two. And I, I had intended on just going full dark side playthrough, but I accidentally got some light side points <laughs> and it was part two because when you, when you get light side points in part two, it plays like the force theme uh. and, I was so moved and so touched by the the piece of music that I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't go to the dark side. I gotta be, I gotta be a Jedi, you know. And so I changed my complete playthrough. <laughs> there was still good in you. Yeah, uh, in Mass Effect, um, <laughs> I think that my character was was pretty in in the first one. He was. Very uh, human centric. I will. I will just say that he was. He was an Earth firster. Uh, okay. uh, if I were. If I were to say anything, which in his mind I think would probably be pretty <laughs> Paragon. But uh, he was. Yeah. And then in part two, he he did do a few renegade things, but he was not. Uh, he was not malevolent. Mm. Uh, he was just sort of no nonsense kind of deal he what but he also wasn't super charitable but by and large i do tend to gravitate towards the paragon playthroughs for sure uh, the, the, uh, for some reason i'm the same way the only game where i just i, I just I, I went to the dark side completely was fable i don't remember which one it was but one of those, I was getting all scarred up real quick. <laughs> See, in Fable, I go full, I go full hero. Oh, I, no. I go full, full hero in, in Fable. <laughs> I had a woman in every town. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Fable just. See, I was tempted though, because like I, I forget which Fable it was. Was it two or three? Where there's like that 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 smoke show governess that you can <laughs> resurrect and marry or whatever. And that was the only time I was. I was like, well, I sure would like to make her my wife. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah okay so uh a call to adventure so that was the last game i, I haven't played that one but i've heard i i've i know of it yeah uh yeah. all right so the second point was describe a game by box art if you can okay let me, I don't know uh, how this is done in the past, but this is what I came up with. So you have a Conan-esque barbarian front and center. Okay. You have a chaos warrior. You have a chaos warlock. You've got a wizard battling zombies. And then you have an elf and a dwarf battling orcs and goblins all in this dungeon scene setting. 
Um, is is it Conan? <laughs> it it is not. Oh, okay, he, is, okay. He, he he definitely looks like Conan. Um, huh. See, well, this is where our style of games might hurt me because, uh, hmm, the only one is. I will say it is very apparent from the box art that the barbarians a hero, the wizards a hero, the dwarf and elf are heroes, and everyone else there are these forces of evil, sort of assailing them. Is is what style is it? Just that the is it a? a it is a dungeon crawler. Okay. Uh, sort My of. Uh, I I would say I would say that. If you were too intimidated by Dungeons and Dragons, this is this is your sort of primer <laughs> oh. to then get you into D anD. d And I'll, I'll I'll give you another hint. It's come up already on this show. Oh, oh, darn, darn my memory. Shadows of Brimstone, <laughs> Hero Quest. Oh, okay, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, you hit my kryptonite there. I really don't know much <laughs> about that style. Yeah, huh? <laughs> it, well, that sounds really cool though. I mean, look up the box art. The art is is phenomenal uh, for for Hero Quest. It is, uh, yeah, it's it's some good stuff. Now, is that the one where you have to set up like all the land and everything? So it has a board that it's the st- it's a standard board that you uh, that you set up, and then you have a an adventure booklet that one person is essentially, for lack of a better term, the dungeon master, but you're you're like Zargon is that so you're like the mentor leading the heroes from adventure to adventure and telling them like setting the scene. So one person doesn't get to be the heroes. They're controlling the monsters and, and setting the okay. scene. And they set up the board and put the monsters where where they're supposed to be. Well, you know like they put the doors where they are. When you open a door, that's when the uh, the person that has the adventure man be like, okay, you see, uh, and he'll just place like four orcs or or whatever kind of deal and huh. uh, and, and everything like that. So the the person that is manning uh, the lore tome uh, has all the knowledge of where the traps are, where the monsters are, uh, where the treasure is, and and, and all and the objectives and all that stuff. And it is, uh, gosh, it, it, I mean, it is so much fun. You get to excited play. Like, just talking I can, about I can, it. And it's it's very it's very simple, but you you can kind of the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Like yeah. you know, when you you essentially they're giving you these pretty stock characters: a human barbarian, you know, a, a dwarf, an elf, a wizard, but you know, when I play, I role play the crap out of it. Yeah. You know, I come up with na- like cool names for them, a little bit of backstory that has no uh, mechanical effect in the game, <laughs> but it, it but it just adds to the richness of of the story and just oh, things yeah. that happen in the game. We try and carry forward, and uh, it's it's so so much fun. And one of the thrills this past summer was, you know, when they announced the the reboot of the game through Hasbro. Uh, we had the creator of the game, Stephen Baker, come on, oh, and we okay. and we talked to him a little bit. And what one th- one of the most interesting things about the interview uh, in that Hero Quest episode was that he actually wanted another panel on the board, but because of cost, they they nixed that, and so of course that affected sort of the size of the adventures. But it got me thinking. I was like, man, what would what would some of those adventures have been like <laughs> if they had even more space and stuff like that? That's cool. I always am impressed with your. I don't know if you do research before your shows or your memory, but you just ha- like you remember the details of uh, comic books and movies and quotes and all this type of stuff. I'm like, man, you got a good memory. I, it used to be better. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say that it's 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 funny that in my uh, 
in my in my mid thirties now, it's it it's not quite as sharp as as it was you know ten years ago. Yeah. Like I, I was actually. Uh, trying to think about some inside joke, and I've completely forgotten <laughs> yeah. what the origin of said inside joke was. Uh, and it's like, oh man, and that was from Avengers Endgame, so it wasn't that oh, long wow. ago. That <laughs> I was like, man, how did this joke start? But now it's just it's just part of my lexicon. But but thank you for that. I'm good with quotes. Yeah. Uh, my my dad and I from an early age used to say that we speak movie. Yeah. Uh, so it's so quotes and sort of attaching feeling and memory to those has always been something that uh, that I have done for sure. I used to quote movies all the time and I don't know if they're getting less quotable or I'm just forgetting them all because it's like, I'm still quoting the same movies I did when I was 20 years old. I'm like, Oh, I I think they're getting less quotable (laughs) to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to go with that. But uh, my buddy on the disagreeable nerd show, uh, he's oh he's 24 25 but he has he can just almost quote most movies he sees word for word and it's just amazing i'm like man how do you remember that stuff but yeah the older hey, t- I'm getting, time's undefeated it'll get him too don't yeah. worry <laughs> well, mine is a uh, time and probably alcohol but oh well <laughs> so your number three would be your favorite movie okay now, now here's where I'm going to be a little bit above of myself okay. because I couldn't, I couldn't pick just one. That's fine. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my top five, uh, because I'm an old soul that grew up watching, uh, the AMC channel when it actually was playing American movie classics without, you know, uh, commercial editing. Casablanca is, is definitely, you know, one of my all time favorite movies infinitely quotable and it probably influenced my romantic life a little bit too much uh so there's casablanca she's uh, always leaving on a plane is that it <laughs> well yeah yeah i'm i'm always the one watching them go off on the plane i'm no i'm never victor laszlo uh so you know it is what it is i had heard you know of course casablanca's classic but i literally just watched that maybe maybe six months ago for the first time ever and no I was kidding. like, yes. And I was like, wow, it really is a good movie. And then I was like, wow, this movie, like almost every line is a quote like yes. that I've heard my whole life. And I was like, good grief. It's, it, it's it is. It, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, Dusty, it just it just it, quotes just fall out of the sky <laughs> from it. And, and for me, somebody that watched it obsessively, even ones that people don't quote. You know, like uh, become part of just sort of my my everyday uh, vocabulary. So I I love, love, love Casablanca. And I I do think it really holds up and it it leads into my next choice because you look at the uh, Rick's Cafe American and just the menagerie of characters and stuff like that that you see in there. You can't tell me that George Lucas wasn't inspired Uh, and took that and put it into Moss Eisley Cantina because the original Star Wars uh, is, is another just top tippy top movie. Um, just as it was in the theaters, that is, ah, gosh, I mean, I, I love that movie. I, I watch it frequently and it just never ceases to just, uh, still give me that same sense of wonder. And, uh, you know, it's what, it's what, it's what movies are all about is, is star Wars in my opinion. So you're going with the OG part four the og yes what would uh you know a a new hope but the 1977 star wars yeah uh and then la confidential i love film noir i love old Mm -hmm. movies la confidential 
uh, a nineties movie that really captured the spirit of, of classic Hollywood and classic film noir, but you know, from a, from a different, you know, more updated perspective in terms of the people making the films. Uh, what a great cast. I mean, Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, uh, Kim Basinger, Kevin Spacey. Uh, it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Whenever that came out, it wasn't too long after that came out, but my mother was a, a Russell Crowe fan. And so therefore I was, and yeah, L.A. Confidential. No, no, that was like Russell, one of Russell Crowe's first movies. It was. It was yeah. pre Gladiator. I didn't see it until after Gladiator. Okay, that's though. what it. That's what it was for me too. Then yeah. So yeah. that leads me into my next choice, which is Gladiator. Uh, th- that movie was was huge uh, for me. It came out in two thousand. And again, if if you've listened to the Best Damn Nerd Show or if you've known me as I grew up, I again molded by amc and very much so remakes are bad and old stuff is better i'm a i was a i'm first one to grant you that i was a weird kid growing up uh and very much so an old soul so i sort of had to be dragged to gladiator by my friend and because in my mind i was like this is going to be a ripoff of spartacus what is this this is going to suck uh and i left and i was like that's one of the best movies i've ever seen (laughs) and whoever played maximus decimus meridius is my guy like and i still maintain this i think russell crowe is the best actor of of this generation i think i just think he is that good and and i think that uh, you know, he could have gotten more roles and more yeah. Oscar nods and all, and all this stuff. But Gladiator really changed uh, my perspective, you know, because I went I went in there thinking it was going to be one way. And I left and I started seeking out other Russell Crowe movies, which is what led me to L.A. Confidential and The Insider and, and stuff like that. And it was a Gladiator Christmas that year. You know, <laughs> I saw it seven times in theaters. Good you know, I, I uh, My dad got me like the soundtrack, the art book, all the stuff like I was hard into gladiator <laughs> for for like a, a while uh, well gladiator is my number one and it has been nice. for a long time and sometimes i have to defend it to people but you know i just i, I like it and it's why it's, 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 it's a beautiful movie i know i know say kindred spirits kindred spirits yeah uh, that yeah that soundtrack's like a immediate buy and then uh then people copied it like that style of i would almost say ancient lamentations <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I mean, it re, it certainly revitalized the sort of like the film epic genre, you know, because it was so successful. Uh, I've never been more into the Academy Awards than that year waiting. I was like, better win Best Picture, Russell Crowe, better win Best Actor. I thought Joaquin Phoenix got screwed out oh, of Best yeah. Supporting Actor, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and it just I, I love, love, love that that movie it is. It is so good. I, I might watch that later. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's been a minute uh, since I put it on. Uh, but and then I, I th- I'll round out my top five with The Princess Bride. I talk about movie quotes. That's a That's just such uh-huh. a fun, quotable uh, fantasy adventure. movie. Is that your number two? That, that that's that that rounds out my five, I think, because I got I got Casablanca, Star Wars, Ellie Confidential, Gladiator, oh, okay. Princess Bride. Okay, yeah, yeah. Princess Bride, number one, eh? Well, I not in any order. Oh, okay. these are just these are these are just like the five that just, uh, I can pluck a, them a out of feel, the sky. A feel for your style of movie go watching, a little bit of everything. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Princess Bride, also one of my favorites. Yeah, that's good. So good. I, I I knew I had a red flag with a girl I was seeing when she was like, "Ugh, I hate the Princess Bride." And I was like, "Well, that's going to be a problem." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Number two, 
board game you would like to see made into a movie? Well, I know Mark Truex loved Battleship, the movie, uh, <laughs> a, a board a board game classic. It was, so, it was, so, it was. That's one of those. It was dumb, but I kind of enjoyed because it was just. I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> I know it's bad. I know it's yeah. bad, but I still enjoyed it. It might be a so bad it's good. Uh, the the one I would like to see made into a movie is Arkham Horror or Mansions of Madness. One just take one of the Lovecraftian games and no. make a really cool movie out of that. I I, I would be super into it because I don't think we've really reached our full potential with Lovecraftian horror on screen yet. I'm not a Lovecraft guy, but that should have been made uh, around the Mummy era with Brendan Fraser being oh, the main man. dude. Yeah, you, you're you're speaking Jeff's language now. He's a huge Brendan Fraser mummy guy. That's that's actually a great call. He would he would have been great as one of the investigators. He could he could have been like the private eye character. Yeah. It, it would have totally worked. I have so many guys that like that are past their prime now that would have been to me that genre of movie like the adventure Indiana Jones style. We don't really have those anymore. And yeah. I like well, I always thought, of course. Uh, I feel like I've heard y'all mention this, uh, something about Nathan. Uh, oh, Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion. I, I can't remember. I don't know if I've missed something, if y'all are pro or anti-Fillion. Uh, a couple. We're split. Okay. So John John, and uh, specifically John Craig of the Best Damn Nerd Show is, is he's not anti so much as he likes. Uh, John likes to stir the drink and he okay. likes to troll people. And so he was he was kind of going at Fillion fans. I happen to like Nathan Fillion. I, I do, too. I think he's a good sort of adventurer prototype too. Hey, I, of course, I, I've always said, you know, his Mal was basically an Indiana Jones t- style character, or even Han Solo style character. But he's he's a little past his prime now. Brendan Fraser a little yep. past his prime. But both of those guys would have been great revamped or rebooted Indiana Jones, uh, more so than Shia LaBeouf. But whatever. Uh, cer- certainly, whatever. certainly, they, yeah, they they would fit right into some type of. 30 style pulp hero fair you know you're you're going into the amazon and you know you're looking for some type of rare jewel and stuff like that although i guess now it's dwayne the rock johnson in the uh jumanji movies that is true and you know what as, as a huge professional wrestling fan i love that the rock runs hollywood <laughs> that is something i missed out on i i remember it from my childhood i remember hulk hogan sting but i beyond that just what i hear just happened to brush past on the internet you know what the terrifying thing is is that they're still on tv hulk hogan was just wow hosting wrestlemania the last two nights and sting is on uh aew on tnt every week now so they're still they're still doing it wow (laughs) and you had you have like a broadcasting job dealing with that yeah i do i do uh i do commentary for professional wrestling uh i I, i'm part of championship wrestling from hollywood so we're 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 on uh in in la we're syndicated up in san francisco memphis gulf coast uh i believe we uh never say never i think we were in i want to say we were in amarillo uh and we might be Hmm. so we're we're on a bunch of places but yes i do uh i do commentary for pro wrestling as well and are you still doing the golden state warrior stuff I, I am still I'm still doing that as well, yeah. Wow. Very nice. So that's why you're so uh good at being on the microphone. I can tell. <laughs> well, I, I keep busy, that's for sure. I get, I get lots of reps. 
All right. Let's see. So the Arkham Horror. Uh, yeah. Get you a good Indiana Jones style movie. There. Although, you know, we keep talking about rebooting it. Uh, he's still making them at 80 years old, though. So I guess why are they? <laughs> he needs Man. to stop. He needs yeah. to retire. I just wish they had stopped at the last crusade, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Number one, your favorite anything. What are you into right now? This is tough for me because because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into a lot. Uh, but I was I was thinking about what I've you know, really enjoyed during, uh, this, this pandemic era. And I I've taken to rewatching some shows and I have rewatched cowboy bebop a lot, uh, the, the anime and I appreciate it even more now. I just, the, the music, the storytelling, if you haven't seen it, it's a, uh, it's a space Western film noir, uh, you know, 26 episode, uh, that's it. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's very finite. So if you haven't seen it to me, the fact that it's only 26 episodes makes it so accessible. And I, it was sort of a gateway anime for, for so many people. And so I've really enjoyed, uh, watching cowboy bebop, uh, again and again. I like the HBO seasons, five to eight episodes, four or five seasons at the most. And then I can, I'm, I can feel like I've accomplished something, but when you come at me with a hundred to 200 episodes or something, I'm out. It's, it's tough. It's tough to sort of feel like ju- jumping in. It's a little overwhelming. And I, I think that's why, uh, I'm going to start. Cause usually I would recommend like full metal alchemist or some, or something to somebody that hasn't watched any anime or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but cowboy bebop's just, I think the one to recommend. Cause it's, it's, it's the most sort of American adjacent, uh-huh. uh, anime. It's, it's a Western, it's a, it's a film noir, and it's 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 sci-fi but also it's just the the 26 episodes at like you know 30 minutes a pop it's like you can knock that out in a, in a weekend oh yeah it, it was y'all i would listen to y'all's episode on avatar the last airbender I yes ha- i've heard about that from several other people saying what a great show it was so i finally started season i'm at the end of season one and, okay and i stuff's getting real yeah and i didn't realize i watched the movie before i knew anything about it Oh, you poor guy! <laughs> and I didn't realize that like they just condensed that whole first season into one movie. And and apparent, I actually still haven't seen it because of the horror stories that I've heard about how bad the movie is. It's bad. It is really. Bad. <laughs> I mean, like the guy, the the Ang, you know, he's so vibrant and you know he's got personality. The cartoon in the movie, he's just like a. I don't know, a drone or something, just lifeless. Absolutely oh, see, lifeless. That's, that goes against the complete spirit of the character. It, it was, yeah, it's it's a completely different show. And that's why it's terrible. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it was, no, really I, I love Avatar The Last Airbender. I think that, and I came to that late too, but I, I really believe like that that's a show that if I'm ever fortunate enough to have children, I will have them watch that show because it teaches good lessons. It doesn't insult their intelligence. And it, it's, I mean, great character arcs, great characters. Aang is an amazing protagonist. Maybe my favorite protagonist since Luke Skywalker. Wow. He's just, he's so easy to root for. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Uh, and it's like the f- humor in it, in it. I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, it's a yeah. funny show. It's a funny show. Uh, not Katara. Katara, the, the Katara, brother. Yeah. The brother. Oh, Sokka. Sokka. He cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people love Sokka. All right. Well, that was uh, James Kincaid's Bubba Top 5. Well, James, thanks for coming on. 
I appreciate it very much. It's good to actually get to have a conversation with you. I've been listening to y'all for over 10 years, uh, even through your hiatus when I would email and say, what's going on? Hey, I thank you for doing that too. <laughs> but but y'all pushed through and now y'all rebooted and it seems like y'all got it going on. Yeah, we we haven't we haven't we haven't missed a week yet. So uh that's uh it's I'm I'm proud of that and I, I really um I can't thank you enough for you know being a listener and for forging this connection and it's just it is still just super cool to me and uh, thank you so much for having me and anytime uh, you want to have us back or anything or just talk board games you, you let me know we're we're happy to do it. Will do. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll have you back on sometime. Cool. Thank you. Bye bye.